You're listening to a Mind Cherry podcast. Riding Around is an improvised recap of a sitcom that never existed. Enjoy. I'm Kelly Quinn. And I'm Malin Von Euler Hogan. We met as actors on the hit early 2000s sitcom Riding Around, the first network comedy ever to be filmed entirely on and around a bus. And we're still pretty good friends. And now we're doing the official Riding Around fan podcast. Each week, we'll talk about an episode of the show and bring you interviews, fun facts, and behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were on the bus can tell you. Come ride around with us. Well, hello, Malin. Hello there, Kelly. How are you doing? I am great. And you know what I'm realizing is that at the beginning of the last episode, we forgot to read a new listener review that we got over the holidays that I think really made both of our days, right? It did. It did. And honestly, getting to revisit it again today is making my day anew. This is just one of the nicest reviews anyone could have ever left for us. It's as if I ghost wrote it for this listener, but I didn't, I promise. We swear, yes, we are not ghostwriting our own reviews yet. Um, some of you really took five stars in a compliment, our challenge to you to be kind to other podcasters over the holiday season, and you ran with it, and we mm-hmm. were so happy to see it. This review, titled My Comfort Podcast, comes from Instagram user Kendall Connor Studio, uh, and we just want to thank her so much for listening. Mullen, go ahead and read this. Yeah, let's read the whole thing out loud right now. I think we better, yeah. Yeah. This hilarious podcast is helmed by the whip-smart and dulcet-toned multi-hyphenates Kelly and Mullen. Their improvised banter is so effortlessly funny, warm, and good-natured that I find myself listening to episodes again and again, always defaulting to riding around when in need of a feel-good listen. Appreciate this show so much. Honk, honk. Gosh. I mean, whew, yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, I, I want listeners to know I didn't, we didn't read this out loud so that we could hear ourselves called whip smart and dulcet toned on the record, but isn't it nice so to hear nice. that? It really is. Really is. And I appreciate that this is about us and the podcast and not really mm-hmm. about the show that I yes. find really meaningful. I do too, because of yeah. course you all love riding around us while you're with us, but loving the podcast aspect of it. Isn't that so nice? Yeah. So a lot of you uh, left us reviews. That's the only one we'll read for today. But mm-hmm. maybe in future weeks, we'll we'll revisit um, and just keep it up, everyone. Thank you so much. Yep. Five stars and a compliment. Keep it going. And next up, we actually want to crowdsource a little bit about a new segment we're thinking of doing. We've noticed that it comes up a lot where a word will come up that one of us is less familiar with. And then we'll do a right. little fun vocabulary segment where one of us takes the time to Google it and chat air. through a definition mm-hmm. in, yeah, in real time. And make our guesses about it and what it means and its yes. origins without yes. actually knowing. And I imagine it's a fun game for everyone at home listening who knows what it is and is screaming, no, no, no. And it must be so satisfying <laughs> when we finally get to that, you know, dictionary definition and, and set everyone at ease. But right. should we make that a segment? And if so, any fun ideas for names? Let us know. We did it last week with Side Hustle. We started strong at the beginning with Sticky Wicket, Mullen. Do you remember that? How fun? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And do I remember exactly? I, yep. See, I'm about to do it again. No, you know, I'll, this no, is why we need myself. a formal segment. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that'll help with Bridget. retention. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally, totally. That's the thing, and it's been a problem with Spanish too. Is that I'm not, I'm not bothering with retention, and so mm, I'm right. way behind on our goal to learn Spanish by the end of this podcast. But we still have four seasons, yeah, three and a half seasons left to recap. So, well, New Year, Nuevo Año, Nuevo. 
too. So we can uh-huh. get there for sure, for sure. But in the meantime, we've got an amazing episode to recap today, don't we, Kel? We sure do. We're talking about season four, episode four. And joining us to recap is our friend, actor Lester Woodruff. Welcome to the podcast, Lester. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for, uh, I was having a lot of uh, sort of technical troubles getting online. Uh, getting uh, getting everything hooked up before. I just want to let you know. I want to I want to thank you for that because um, it's not my arena. This is oh, not my arena. I usually yeah, have someone no. to do it for me, so that was helpful. Thanks. Yeah, I know. We we come from a place where people mic us up. You know, we don't have to do it ourselves <laughs> so know. often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just so used to sort of being doted on like yeah. that. You know. So, yeah. Yeah. Hand up yeah. the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hand just feeling around up the shirt, seeing where I can tape that thing. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 Uh, well, yeah. it's a brave new world, and we're happy to have you here, and frankly, happy that you felt comfortable joining us because when we reached out, you know, Mm. the two of us, I guess, have been so out of it these last couple of years Mm -hmm. uh, that we had totally missed uh, the, and I hope you don't mind if I start here, but the controversy, you know, no, it's going to come up at your life in New York, where Uh, I also am, by the way, and we, and we must get lunch sometime, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. The incident in Bryant park was the Mm. first thing that you mentioned when you responded to us and you were Mm. eager to, to have a chance to set the record straight publicly. So uh, do you want to talk about that? You know, uh, thank you. uh, First of all, for giving me the space uh, to talk about this. Um, This is sort of my first public appearance since the incident. Um, And uh, first time talking to the media, talking to the public. Mm. I uh, was recently videotaped in uh, Bryant Park against my will, I should say. Mm. They should right. do something about that. I get so annoyed when I see those TikToks, you know, of someone sleeping on the subway or all these other things. It's like that that person didn't agree to be filmed. So you no. really got to check before you do that type of stuff. Yeah. Check with them. Check with them, and especially with me, uh, because <laughs> I, I just feel, you know, I, I have a bit of a higher profile. Uh, yes. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know that guy you just mentioned. I don't know if that was real or a hypothetical. And I don't really I'm not as interested in that. I am. But, mm-hmm. and I, but I love sympathy. Right. And um, yeah. and, I, and I'm going to give them that. And mm-hmm. um, and so all I'm asking for is it, you probably saw a video of me in Bryant Park picking up a dove <laughs> from the ground mm-hmm. that I had sort of lured towards me or it appears that mm-hmm. I had lured towards me with seed, mm-hmm. bird seed, feed, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I pick up this dove. And in the video, it appears that I then sit on the dove and kill it with my bare butt. Bare? Yes. So pants bare. were Well, but they weren't down. fully down. You couldn't see <laughs> sort of my genitals <laughs> or any of that okay. sort. Those Good. were covered. Right. Um, right. Well, I, of course, didn't watch it because I, I was just thinking, no. this is such this is such hogwash. I don't yeah. believe that Lester's capable of this. So I, I'm not going to indulge you. this person by watching the video. It does not align with the Lester I know and love. I just can't picture it well, at all. So I do refuse to, to even look at this. Thank you for saying that. Because yeah. there are some people who say, I have been an asshole on set or I was difficult mm. to work with. I was crude, mm. rude, wrong. But um, uh, there's always going to be somebody that can attest to the other fact. So who should you believe? The person who supposedly I was wronging or the person who says, wait, they never, unless they're never wrong me, though. Right. Yeah. I'm firmly in the latter category. Yeah. I just, you are always so nice to me on set and I 
dare I say a, a mentor, you know, for the brief, you know, oh, you know, stop. few episodes we got, we got to work yeah. on together. I just, yeah. mm-hmm. well, I did introduce myself, shake your hand and say, I'm willing to mentor you, you know? I, yeah. And I, I do think that was, shows my generosity. Yeah, so, absolutely. That's how um, I took it. Yeah. So the thing with the dove, I was filming a prank pilot. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, for MTV new. Um, it's a new MTV oh. channel called MTV new. Okay. Um, cool. you know, it's, uh, we were doing sort of a, you know, a, a, a stinger, a promo. We're, we're pitching this. Um, yes. and, uh, I'm also a producer now, um, as well as an actor. Thank you so much. We're getting into that as well. So I, we should right. chat later. We'll talk shop a later. Yeah. About that producer life. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's nice. Cause then you don't really have to work as much and you can still make maybe more money now. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> what we, that was not a, what it appeared is the point. Um, right, right. that probably wasn't my bare bottom. That probably wasn't a real dove, uh, because we were filming a prank pilot. Uh, a sort of teaser, a, a promo for it. So, and I ran away afterwards, but that's part of it, you know. So I just want right, to say. right. So you're not objecting to the sort of facts of what physically, materially happened. It's more that there's oh, there's okay. context that that not right. everyone has. That is, is that in my understanding? Knowledge, yeah. I acknowledge yeah. what it it appears that I. <laughs> Laura Dove to be <laughs> smushed by my bare ass. It mm-hmm. appears that way. And it does look like I have feathers and blood on my ass afterwards, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a fully prosthetic ass. Oh, see, wow. that to me makes all the difference. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you were to actually touch the ass, you'd be like, that's a real ass. Because we pay <sighs> top dollar for it. You know, I, I spare no expense on set. Yeah. I spare yeah. no expense on set. The technology with what they can do with fake body parts and stuff these mm-hmm. days is just oh incredible. When you watch it's things really... now, you can't even know if they're real. I'm always right. exactly. I'm like, is that just a robot body with a beautiful human form with just incredible mm-hmm. supple figure? You know, right. but no, it's a real person's body that you you could get to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for sharing about this and clearing it yeah, up. I, I imagine some of our listeners who, who saw your name in the description of this episode and were a little concerned uh, probably well, feel yeah. much better now. So thank you. Yeah. And I love to make people feel comfortable. I just <laughs> want to say that. Usually we do yeah. save listener questions for the end, but I... I think since we're on the topic, why not bring yeah, it now? We did have one, it. you know, oh. at the end of last episode, we teased that we had an exciting guest this week. And you know how fast the riding round community works. They somehow deduced, mm. they, they figured out that it was you. Um, and so mm. we did get a flood of messages. One of them being a question from Kyle R. of Wabash, Indiana. And he asked Oh, us, I love Indiana. Oh, well, isn't that great? Because, you know... Um, Maybe you'll be able to respond to him in a way that -hmm. is satisfying for him. He wants to know, would you be willing to make a donation to the American Dove Association to apologize for your mistreatment of these beautiful animals? Um, And then he kindly included a link to the American Dove Association dot com. Kyle, thank you for uh, the request. Any requests for sort of a donation have to go through my financial advisor. Um, So I will Mm. forward this to my financial advisor. Um, I, I, it's certainly not because I don't have the money, uh, or the care to donate to Dove money like that, but I want to make sure this is a legit, um, organization. 
Of course. Right. We have to I do our due do diligence. I yeah. always do the homework. That's that I producer always, mindset. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Give me a worksheet. I'll have it ready by 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yes. And this, I was doing sort of like a joke, like you're the teacher. Uh, right. And I'm yes. the student. Caught uh, it. I got that. That's yeah. Kyle. Professor oh, that's Kyle. A, yeah. Give yeah. us the give us the worksheet, Kyle. Thank you for the question. Yeah. And we yeah. will follow up when we've been able to make that donation. And I do want to be clear. If I find out that this organization has any issues, I will blast them on public social media. I will hold As them to should. account, hold yeah. their feet to the fire. And, yeah. you know, I'll flip out basically if I find mm-hmm. out they're no good because I hate that. Oh, it's despicable trying to take advantage of of a good cause like some, you know, people care about birds. And so yeah. to prey on those who are so concerned with the welfare of doves would just be kind of disgusting. So, And if it comes to it, yeah. I'll create my own dove foundation. Wouldn't that be cool? It's something I've seen other celebrities do where you sort of take on a cause that maybe mm. is connected to something you've done wrong yes. in the past. Kelly has started a charity for women, and, women girls. and girls, not because I guess you specifically wronged women and girls, but just because that's no. an area of your passion. And how is that going, Kelly? You know, I, I did hit uh, some stumbling blocks just with um, getting set up as a 401c3. Is that right? Is I that think it's a 501c3. I think it's 501c3. Yeah. And see, now, and now you see what I mean. Mm, um, yeah. I have just been having trouble with all of that stuff because I don't have a Carly, I'll say. I, um, right. I'm doing this all on my own right now. Carly's my and, assistant, Lester. Oh, oh yes. okay. Yeah. I was very confused. Well, not as confused as me trying to set up a 501c3. <laughs> I'll say that. So, um, no, but do watch this space because, you know, mm. at the setting up Morning Story, our production company, Mon, has given mm-hmm. me the confidence to attempt yes. um, the paperwork and talking to someone to get my charity off the ground. It, you know what? They make it a lot easier to start a company than they do a charity. And what does that tell us? What oh, does that Donnie, say yeah. about society? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, I hope it works out for you because, uh, People don't say this enough. Women and girls matter. Thank you. I, yeah. And they don't say it enough. I'm serious about that. It's a very important issue. Yeah. Just places all around the world where, you know, we're seeing a, a lack of yeah. engagement for women yeah. and girls in society and stability and peacekeeping operations. Yeah. Well, why don't we chat about the episode we're gathered here today hmm. for? It was Absolutely. a very funny one and it introduced... The incredible work of Lester Woodruff to to a new <laughs> audience. So, uh, yeah. Kelly, would you like to read the synopsis of episode 404? Yes. Sammy's food delivery side hustle starts to slow down the bus, angering passengers with places to go. Meanwhile, the state of Virginia passes budget cuts. Well, the budget cuts obviously being the, the plot line that's pertinent to you, Lester, as yeah. the actor playing the back right tire of the bus, which is such mm-hmm. a funny, strange left turn for the show to take. We have not previously done uh, too much anthropomorphization. No, is that the right word? Yeah, of, I think um, so. Yeah. yeah. You were personifying a wheel. Yes. Yeah. I was personifying a wheel. Yeah. So uh, talk to us, Lester. When you get an audition like this that is so out there, what are you thinking? Because presumably, I mean, maybe not. You tell us you've seen Riding Around, you know, okay, standard, mm. amazing, but standard sitcom. Mm-hmm. And suddenly there's a talking personified bus wheel. What's your mm-hmm. process there? Well, well, let me just correct something. I was not, uh, I did not have to audition for the show. 
Oh, um, okay. I was offered the role. Uh, you know, I, right. I was kind of uh, I was kind of big uh, in the sort of late eighties, early nineties. I was sort of the it man. Yes. Oh yes, well of course. No, I mean I yeah. Yeah, no offense, a bit of a get for the show. Uh, but you know, oh. a lot of people are saying he's slumming it. Um, perhaps uh, going on uh tv as a wheel oh as were a, they as saying a that well mm. yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah 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 oh yeah yeah a lot of people were saying that but i said i said no 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 no. i'm going to bring something to this role yeah also we're heading into the golden age of television you know right, right. around now and so well some people would say that kicked it off right you right know? yeah some people would say that that sort of you know riding around kicked off the golden age of tv mm -hmm. uh sort of the spark uh, yeah, well, you know what? And you're welcome. So uh, it, when it came to the role, preparing for this role, is that mm -hmm. what we want to talk about? Um, yeah, I'm just curious. I've never played a, a bus wheel. I'm, I, right. I haven't even really done VO. So yeah, well, I, I. Yeah, and it was purely it was like. voiceover. Um, and I did <laughs> film. I mean, I recorded everything in a day uh, that I needed to do. Right. Um, <laughs> even though it was over the course of several episodes that this played out, uh, mm -hmm. we recorded it all in one day. Oh, no way. I yeah. would have assumed they'd brought you back because scripts are changing and, but you, nope, they knew you're nailing it. Yeah, they kind of locked it in a little too hard. I heard yes. it was difficult for the writers to have done that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I did special requests that we record in a day and that I never be seen again. Mm -hmm. Um, right. and so right. I remember seeing you all sort of on set. The day I was there, and we right, got to interact. And I said, let, please let me mentor you. Yes, right, right. Um, but I guess, so talk to us about that then. Were you there to sort of make sure that we were all acting correctly? Oh, I hung around on set a lot after. <laughs> I was only needed there for a day mm -hmm. to record, and I recorded it mm -hmm. all in a day mm -hmm. because I'm that good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have to be that good in you this industry. To. You have yeah. to be that good. I'm a pro. Uh, I'm basically one and done is what they call me. Mm. And um, no, but I hung around on set a lot because I was, you know, I just wanted to get the vibe. Uh, yeah. I wanted to get to know people, wanted to get to understand how you all work. Mm -hmm. So you may have noticed I was on set for a little while, but you never saw me shooting scenes. I was on set for a few weeks before we shot my thing and for a few weeks after. I sort of oh. wanted to become part of the cast, so to speak. Yeah. In order well, to and you did. The bus. You did. In my mind, mm -hmm. you are 100% part of that cast. Yeah. Thank part you. of the Riding Around family for life. Thank you. And having your voice attached to this part of the bus, I mean, even if people couldn't see your face, they heard mm -hmm. that iconic voice and they knew, oh, wow, beloved character actor Lester Woodruff is part of the Riding Around world now. Is it tough not to get your face out there? Or are you happy because you then. I don't know. What would be the advantage of doing you know a, a VO spot? Well, yeah. Why would anyone do that? Because mm -hmm. I personally love to have my face out mm -hmm. there. You might not remember this, but at the time, uh, I was wearing a clay mask over my face uh, in public. Mm -hmm. um, and that was because my nose fell off. Um, what? Yeah. My nose fell off. Yeah, listeners, uh, not not like a, a sort of a clay facial type mask. We are talking no. a, a structured, you know crafted dried clay yes. mask that could be taken on and off what what happened with the nose i don't i don't remember so this. i have i have had a false nose for a long time oh. uh growing oh, it up it looks amazing Thank yeah you so much it looks pretty natural doesn't it, it? does yeah. yes uh growing up uh so i grew up uh i grew up in new mexico 
Uh, and we were out, out in the desert one day, you know, typical Sunday behavior. Mm -hmm. Uh, we drive out as far as we can into the desert, (laughs) as far away from anything as we can, because, Mm -hmm. hey, Uh it's Sunday, Sunday vibes. Right. Uh, And I'm there with the family. Uh, and I get bitten on the nose (gasps) by a vulture who thought I was dead, but I was alive. I had just passed out. Sometimes you pass out in the desert. That's the Sunday um, thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. lazy oh, Sunday. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that SNL? Wake up in the late afternoon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Paul Parnell just to see how he's, how he's doing. doing. Yeah. Well, and it got w- bit off. And then so since then, <laughs> I've had a sort of prosthetic, um, but it has become such a huge part of me. I've invested a wow. lot of time and money into making it appear real. I mean, I can even show you right now if you want. Uh, but what yeah. happened was the nose fell off because the old prosthetic. First of all, my original doctor slash aesthetician, aesthetic, an aesthetic. Aesthetician, abuse, yes. An yes. aesthetician uh, died. And so I was oh. in the middle of trying, right when my nose had deteriorated. Shoot. Oh, yeah. false nose. What timing? Terrible timing. So I, there was about six months there where I could only, I wore a clay mask in public. Mm-hmm. And that was, and people probably remember uh, uh, that was my quote unquote performance art phase. Yes. Um, I mm-hmm. kind of leaned into it because I didn't really want to go public with my nose situation. Of course, it's so vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. totally. I, I mean, Malin and I feel this as women in the industry of a certain yeah. age, this pressure to maybe, you know, imp- quote, unquote, unquote, improve our mm-hmm. faces or, you know, mm-hmm. tighten a little here, nip a little there. And the, I think, honestly, some of what stops me is the fear of the recovery period or being seen in public as I'm recovering because mm-hmm. it, it is quite obvious Uh at times oh, yeah. if, if someone's had work done and mm-hmm. and I, that's even just for a you know facelift god forbid an yeah. entire nose an getting entire bitten off my face oh yeah yeah can't imagine and i i don't want to make a leap here but okay. i'm just hearing a lot you know i for one would be really angry at birds if this happened to me and were you able to shake that? Is is the dove part of your comedy related to this in any way or am i just reaching here not gonna lie, I do not like birds. Yeah, that, and I think, um, but I think I don't that's think fair. it's related to the dove. Oh, okay. I mean, here's the thing: Have you ever seen me on video, like doing this? Besides this one time, no. Mm-mm. And you have, and you've looked, and you haven't found anything, and you haven't found anything, right? No one's found anything. Of course anything? not. Good. I mean, then yeah, it was just. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. This was a prank. It was a one-time thing. I definitely. Right. While I, I certainly have a bit of a fear of birds, that makes yeah. more sense logically that I'd be afraid, probably, right? Now we're just sort of talking it out loud, after right? Right. We're just yeah. sort of we're just sort of thinking about it together and agreeing. We're just sort of agreeing that I would be yeah. uh, scared, entitled not angry. to a, a fear of birds, entitled yes. yeah. to my fear. And if anything, isn't it shocking that I that in that bird scene in in, in the and it's a scene. Uh, in that bird scene from the pilot that I, that that was recorded, isn't yeah. it shocking that I would even touch the bird? And isn't that yeah. isn't that brave? That well, that, I, that yeah. am I not brave uh, I, for doing that? You know, so that, so so that's all I'm saying is it, yeah. it should be a fear thing. If anything, it wouldn't be an anger thing, and I wouldn't be killing birds on the regular. No, um, no, no. And no, let's no, say, no, 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 no. let's say that. Let's say. Uh, uh, I mean, I could rewatch it now with this lens. I wonder, and if anyone has seen it and wants to rewatch it again, maybe try this on. Maybe Lester is scared 
of the bird. Maybe that oh, is informing yes, maybe I am. the yes, reaction maybe I am. to this dove who's, it sounds to me like one could interpret it as an attack. The dove is coming toward you, right? And so you have to get your fake rear out as, as, uh-huh. as protection. Yeah. To take out my fake rear. Yeah. So, you know who uh, yeah. I wish we would have talked to about this, Malin? Annabelle hmm. Grinch. Oh, yes. Annabelle Grinch, our bird handler on the show from that, um, oh. that arc where there were parrots flying around uh, the bus in earlier seasons of riding around. And I, because I'm sure she would have had insights into animal behavior yeah. that could have helped us make you feel a little better, less guilty about, uh, about what's happened. Unless you don't, don't feel any guilt at all. I wouldn't say I feel guilt right, because yeah. I do feel... good vindicated and i do feel that i have gotten the narrative out there that is appropriate and the one i'm comfortable with (laughs) the truth and the truth that that's how that's the that's what i meant to say is that (laughs) the truth is out there uh (laughs) x files (laughs) oh Uh, what a a classic yeah Yeah. but david duchovny huh what a hunk Uh, absolute hunk yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was actually in an episode of that show as well Oh, wow. Oh, no way. Yeah. I played, uh, um, well, they, they ended up uh, get, you know cutting the episode altogether because they, they thought it was too offensive. But I played a uh. guy who uh, realizes that David Duchovny, uh, he's a monster who mm-hmm. sucks off David Duchovny's character and he keeps doing it until he dies. But it, mm. it started playing into David Duchovny's actual sex addiction. And <gasps> so, oh, yeah. That's tricky. Yeah. It was tricky. So I was a blowjob monster. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your range is unbelievable. I mean, I, yes. I just have to say. Well, I'm formally trained. And, and you don't shy away from the grotesque, which I really appreciate. I mean, a, a blowjob no. monster. I, I yeah. shamefully didn't watch all of the X-Files. So I. Well, this one didn't air. So it doesn't even. Sure, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you but I have I to mean, imagine it was pretty grotesque looking. Yeah. Oh, so you weren't just a guy. The, sorry. Oh, um, what was your physical form like as, as the well, monster? Well, I would appear as a man. I worked in a Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> oh. during the day, <laughs> but at night I would become the blowjob monster. <laughs> um, and it yeah, was so this... were there prosthetics, makeup involved in that, or were you just, or were you just a man so... who gave well, right, blowjobs? Yeah, it's a good thing that's fun. Well, I was, I was actually, I looked exactly the same. I should be clear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, I should be clear, but I was that. just so nasty with it. I was so, and so it would be like at, at nighttime, I become the blowjob monster. And so like right. it would start, like the scene, the first scene starts, Duchovny, I'm leaving Dunkin' Donuts and I run into uh, Mulder at a bar and we're just mm-hmm. talking. And he's just talking about how he's very sexually frustrated. And I was just like, oh. Mm-hmm. And we sort of get to talking, flirting. And then we that. go back to his place. Yeah. And then we hook up. <laughs> uh, and then that, and that's like, and then I go home. Like, he's like, oh, I like to, you know, if you don't mind <laughs> like going. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, I can go. And so, and, I'll, and I'm just like, Rrr. like, I, and my, internally, I'm just like, Rrr. right. You know, like, yeah. But, Externally, I, I guess you could say, well, that isn't that the darkness of it? This monster seems pretty normal and mm-hmm. by all appearances not a monster at all. In fact, right. I'm sympathetic to this monster. And in right. a lot of ways, I would say that inspired Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Oh, oh because wow. he would have heard about this. Yeah, because he would have the, heard these, about these it. tales come around the acting world, whether or not they make it to our screens. Uh, actors are talking about what other actors do. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, 
I really wish I could have seen that. If if there's yeah. any way Walter to get the kills finish, my character at the end of the episode. Oh, and no. isn't that such a shrewd commentary on homophobia? Mm-hmm. Well, he was a blowjob monster, though. <laughs> right. As opposed to? A, a human. Oh, as opposed right. to a human, <laughs> right. a gay oh. human man. Right, 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 right. Right. It does sound like, mm. though, you presented exactly as a human man who was um, giving blowjobs. So yeah, it <laughs> sounded like I'm a just... consensual moment amongst people. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But isn't that the irony? This was uh-huh. written in 1997. <laughs> this was, just to be clear, right. this was written in 1997. Right. What a different time. Mm-hmm. Clinton's in office. Yeah. yeah. I think, Kelly, we're maybe trying to put our very modern, modern day, yeah, 2024 on it mm-hmm. when this is so 97. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just, it's a monster. End of, you know. Well, and if you want, the, if you watch the rest of the episode, you see how he becomes a monster. There's things like, <laughs> like they go on a second date. <laughs> oh, okay. Or they go on a formal, well, you know, like there's like things like that. Right. Right. Because you couldn't really classify this one as a first date. No, it was just sort of a, a casual encounter. It was a hookup. Right. There's yeah. sort of a, uh, maybe a phone call because 97 yeah. uh, where they say, you know, could I actually take you out for real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. By all appearances, it's quite sweet. <laughs> right. But underneath, it's just like, I'm a gremlin. I'm going to gobble your cock. Yeah. You know, like sort of like that. Oh, gobble no. your cock. So Gosh. just lost to time. Yeah. That is Yeah, that's the creator incredible. of yeah. uh, X-Files is um, a super right-wing guy now. Uh, I don't know if you know that. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, well, Vince Carter. Uh, it's it's strange I haven't run into him in my, because I do you know, we don't have to get into it. I do frequent the, the writer wing side of circles. Um, certainly not, uh, you know, anything scary, but just fiscal conservatism. You know, I believe we have to be responsible with our money. But um, so if he was mm-hmm. in Friends of Abe, I would have met him. But perhaps he didn't get that way before we had to disband that organization. Yeah, so you're fiscal conservative? Oh, yes. But I, I, I try not to get too into my politics on the show because I know the majority of our listeners <laughs> aren't, um, you know, uh, on board, shall we say. And it's tough and, and maybe even a little confusing because Kelly was very in support of the strikes last year. And mm-hmm. I thought for a minute we had her. I thought I thought the sort of collective spirit might move her leftward. Well, and... that's my industry. That's my it's my yeah, industry. That's your and people. So when it benefits mm. me, I have to yeah, I have to stick with everyone. Well, that's the thing about politics is that at the end of the day, you can abandon them if it's something that would benefit you. You know what I mean? You don't mm-hmm. have to stay true to your politics. You can just make your politics bend at every women will if it turns out, well, I'll make a little more money if well, this happens, you know? And this is a really actually maybe nice segue into chatting about being a producer oh, yeah. yes. because we're actually kind of running into something like that with one of our first mm-hmm. projects here where the writer is maybe accused of something. It's just brought up some interesting moral questions mm. for us about who we want to work with. And so to hear you say that actually it's not bad to kind of bend to what's going to be the most profitable. It's, it's something I really like to hear. And I'm curious, could we hear a little bit about aside from this prank show that didn't go, do you have other things in the works or what What are you producing yeah. these days? Well, I love that you bring up producing. It is it's challenging to make things happen. So you do have to sometimes decide, is this person worth hiring mm-hmm. given their history, even though they have an incredible pedigree? And I, yes. even though I love to separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. But um, right now, yeah, I have a few projects in the can. So this is a, a, and a huge coup for my production company, 
we have been given exclusive access to this island that we're going to film a reality show on. Apparently, the oh, island, this no island, nobody wants it anymore. Uh, it is an island uh, sort of in the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, people don't want to be associated with it. So we're like, well, we'll take the island and we're going to film a reality wow. show, like a Survivor-esque reality show oh, on there. Oh, but that everyone, Yes. Everyone will be given real weapons. Ah, uh, but don't worry, don't worry. Oh, sounds dangerous. Most dangerous sounds game. Dangerous. A bit <laughs> yeah. of a most dangerous game. Uh, but if you use the weapon, you're out. I think that's probably good enough. Um, so oh. you're not allowed to use the weapon. Oh, cool. So it's kind of like a, it's a bit of a psychological experiment. Sometimes it's good to experiment on people with the camera there. Yeah, um, just see the how island they react is, to the, the pressure. The island is Little St. James. I will put it out there. It is oh. formerly Epstein's Island, right. uh, but everything's been bulldozed. Um, nobody owns oh. it really anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've we've done some work to the island. Okay. Okay. Um, so so that is the only wow. hiccup. That's a good example of the sort of hiccup. That exactly. Right. 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 Moral quandary mm-hmm. of do we want to be associated with this island? Well, it's not called Little St. James anymore. You know what it's called? What is it called now? Can I ask? Lester Woodruff's Fun Little Hole. Uh, I call it Lester Woodruff's fun little hole. Uh-huh. Um, just because to me, it's now it's fun. Yeah, now so it it's has still a showing up name. for me on Google Maps as Little St. James. We're not good at SEO. We're not good at SEO. Yes. Yeah, submit a correction because I, I, I do. Submit. I do think they... I definitely edit the Wikipedia as well, I would yeah. say, because on Wikipedia, it's coming. It's very very Epstein forward, I would say. Yeah, because mm. I don't know. Have you announced the show yet? Because if not, this could be a fun... <gasps> sort of way oh, i mean yes. peg, exclusive breaking yes, news like a, a news we, story pegged to the change of the name could also double as promo for for your new this show this is great uh this these are all great ideas we haven't ever thought of any of this um so this is really helpful <laughs> yeah uh and i luckily i do have my i i'm gonna write this down well this is recorded this is gonna exist right i'll help yeah. somebody yeah oh yes oh Car- and carly does transcripts it. so she she'll okay, have her send great. to you are you do you have a name yet for the reality show itself uh the reality show is death or else Love Death that. Oh, Death the stakes couldn't be higher. Wow. Yeah. And guess who we got to host it? Joel McHale. Um, <gasps> wow. Joel McHale. What an interesting hosting. choice of host because, mm-hmm. you know, he, yeah. his thing is sort of being snarky. And you wouldn't think of him as being the natural fit for a show with this theme. But mm-hmm. I think that contrast is going to be very exciting. Yeah. He's the host. And then we have another person uh, who's sort of the. Uh, how do you say uh, they're like the on the field reporter while the game is happening. Oh, mm-hmm. And that uh, is Tappy Phillips. This is someone you would only know if you grew up in the New York regional market. Uh, mm, Tappy Phillips used to be a reporter for ABC seven in New York. Oh, cool. um, and she used to do <laughs> uh, seven on your side. Uh, she's Fun. retired now. Uh, but mm. we offered her some money to come do it. She's and so she's a bit older. She's quite quite old now. Than Joel, it's, yeah, much okay. older. Right, seventy five. I see. Okay. Yeah, um, uh, and she's and not so very she's, mobile anymore. She's but running she, around. We can say running around. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Don't worry. We got. We sort of. So this is the the genius bit of it. We got her a Segway. Oh, oh fun. great! Isn't that genius? That is. I don't know what. Now I'm like, why isn't Jeff Probst on a Segway in Survivor? Know, that seems so I obvious know. now. 
Oh, well, I don't doubt we'll be seeing Jeff Probst on a Segway soon. Yeah. Ah, I'll shake my fist when I see it. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, ah. <laughs> well, writing around, listeners will know. But, you know. That's just one of many. Uh, we have a sort of, we're doing something with uh, Chris Angel. <gasps> oh, a lot of these blasts from the past guys who I, I know I'm dying to see again. So that's, mm-hmm. I think it's really cool that you're. Well, we have Chris Angel starring in his first ever movie. He, this is his first <laughs> acting turn. Oh, wow. Is it magic related uh, at all or a total? Nope. Wow. And in <gasps> fact, it'll be really sort of disappointing for fans <laughs> of his, but uh-huh. we're trying to broaden his audience. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, that's so important. So You've got to stay that's relevant. Smart. That's uh, smart. Because yeah. I don't know if people are as into magic yeah. as they no. once were. So that I, that's brilliant. Damien Chazelle is directing. Oh, wait, that's, that's a huge, huge get. news. Yeah. Yes. Damien Chazelle is directing, and it was written by Harrison Ford. Not what? known for his writing. Not known for his writing. Okay, so what a cool wow. trio. Harrison Ford, not known for screenwriting. Chris Angel, not known for acting. Damien yeah. Chazelle, well known for directing. Well known. I can't wait to see how this turns out. Kathy and Jimmy, script coordinator. Oh, well, here's wow. the thing, and this comes up a lot on this show, is that I found just from my seasons of working on writing around that I actually did have a lot of knowledge just that I've absorbed over the years of all of these other positions. And I would like to think if I were a Harrison Ford, sure, I could write a script. I mean, he's been in a ton of the things, right? I totally agree. Being on set, you realize as an actor specifically, yeah. to be clear, and this is not true to any other role. If you are an actor on set, mm-hmm. you can literally do anyone else's job fantastic. Anyone else's yes. job. You're yes. interacting with them mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Yes. Shaking hands, offering to mentor anyone you see. Not anyone, to be clear, um, Mullen. Uh, but just like, oh. uh, not to be, just to be clear, I, yeah. I don't offer that to everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, the, you know, the you can do anything if you're yeah. an actor and yeah. you can do it well and you could do it better. And I wish more people knew that because sometimes when you come to them with thoughts or advice or just a one-off note, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They take it so poorly. Yeah. Well, that's why when, when I'm working on a set where I'm not just doing voiceover, one of my, you know, big rules is no eye contact, of course, but Mm. like, it's also be willing to receive feedback because you'll be getting it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because I want everyone to be better and cause, cause mm. I, I, I see the best, I see the potential in everyone. Yeah. Yes. And a rising tide lifts all boats. Isn't that so true? Oh, that's what so nautical. I love that. To lose <laughs> from getting better at something. I don't, yeah. anyone who's threatened by that concept, I mean, good luck in, in life because if you're yeah. not willing to take notes from people, you're yeah. going to have a long difficult life ahead of you. And that's why I offer my mentorship to so many people. I feel like everyone is potentially my mentee. Not everyone is if, but you have to be willing to look at me like your mentor because I'm boom, boom, boom. No, no, no. That's not how you tie a shoe. Uh, You shouldn't hold the door uh, for people. Um, You shouldn't cut your own hair, you know, things like that. Right. Right. Uh, You specifically shouldn't cut your own hair. You don't know what you're doing. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Most people don't. Well, Lester, listen, if you're ever looking to mentor someone in the New York, New York area where you're when you're filming, mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm, I'm on the Upper East Side. Oh, well, I would love to be mentored by you anytime, oh, yeah. you know, and we're so thankful to have had your time today. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, and, I'm so sorry we didn't get to talk much about being the tire or the wheel. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Well, yeah. you know, we'll have you back. Maybe for the 
the death episode could be could be yes. something when the tire blows out. Yeah. Right. We've got a while till that happens. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, listen, while we have you, is there anything you would like to plug for our listeners? You obviously oh. have these projects going on with MTV New and, and yes. this movie and everything mm-hmm. else, but... So it's so funny you mention that. There is a comedian that I've been following for a little while now. He mm. just has this incredible wit and these beautiful dulcet tones. And mm. his name is James Dwyer. Now, is he a part of this prank show? Uh, no, we wouldn't hire him to be on camera. Okay. Um, but he uh, is a comedian who hosts a, co-hosts a podcast with Caroline Cotter and Maggie Widows called Stinkers. Um, oh, you should check that out it's pretty disgusting and also he's on he has a show once a month the fourth wednesday of every month with his improv team duchovny at <gasps> bcc duchovny isn't that kismet that we have wow. can you believe wow. i know well and when i go see their shows i can't help but think of my role as the blowjob monster as the blowjob monster <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't that so fun? Well, I'm going to have to go check out a show myself. You know, it's so inspiring to see those youngsters out there doing live comedy these days. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I would describe uh, him as a youngster. So I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. Here's a youthful Good. jaunt to his step. A bounce, so to speak. Good for me to see that in action. Well, Lester, thank you again for joining us on this trip down memory lane and, and for telling us about your new projects. I can't freaking wait. And... And, mm-hmm. and I should also say, if you're ever casting, you know, parts for people, uh, women around, uh, mid age, you know, pre middle age, uh, mm-hmm. I'm talking about Kelly and myself. If you ever have oh. roles, please, uh, please keep us in mind. Cause, cause not everyone knows this. They maybe think we're full-time podcasters now, but we are still actors ourselves. And oh, wow. I really thought you were full-time podcasters. I, w- I would no. assume you're trying not to act. Oh, uh, that's well, and I, guess, know, I guess that's better yeah. than yeah. the alternative, which is having people know that we're trying and failing. Not, so yeah. um, it's been great to catch up. And I hope, yeah, this has uh, got us top of mind for you and your next sort of casting situation. So thank you again for joining us. And listeners, if you have any thoughts at all, email us at writingroundpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next week for another recap. Thank you, Lester. Honk, honk. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. Thank you also to Kelsey Bailey for our logo and to John Purcell for our theme music and for mixing the show. You can follow us at Riding Around Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And send your thoughts and questions to our email address, ridingaroundpod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate us, and review us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you leave your favorite Riding Around memory in your review, we'll read it in an upcoming show. Come back and join us next week. We'll have another great episode for you that you won't want to miss. See you then. Hack, hack.